I'm Nicole Petalides. Well, we're talking EVs here because GM and Honda have announced that they are expanding their partnership to develop a series of affordable electric vehicles. I want to take a look at the EV space, what this means. We have Dutch Masters founder, Carnivore Trading, Dutch traditional automakers are, are looking here at um, some of these names that we look at GM and also Honda here with this. I can't get over it. They're talking about cars that are less than $30,000. Do an all electric fleet uh, by 2025. They've got uh, two that they're going to build for Honda uh, in 2024, they say, which is just around the corner if you think about it. And that by 2025, they're going to have 30 different uh, electric vehicle versions. So um, they're putting their money where their mouth is. I think it's great if the cars are built here in the United States. That's fantastic. I want, uh, I mean, what we're, I think the big story here is that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's not going to stop and a company the size of a, of a General Motors is betting the entire ranch on this future. And that, that's got to tell you something, right? Yeah, and they really are. And so when I look at this here, um, you know, what I saw is that they're working on next-gen battery development. It's going to be lighter, next-gen, greater energy density, more range, and lower cost. That is going to be one of the ways that GM and Honda will have millions and millions of affordable EVs for us by the year of 2027. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, I see. So the deal is, Nicole, that, um, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, I'm an old guy on Wall Street, right? So 20 years ago, 15 years ago, we had guys walking into our office to get funding for their new battery technology, okay? So I've been hearing about electric vehicles and electric batteries and the next generation of batteries for a long, long time. But as with, you know, silicon chips and everything else that's, uh, that, that's changed our future, the technology on batteries and the storage and the weight and the ability of it to give you distance in your driving, it's accelerating uh, like, like nobody's business now because it is real. There are cars that can be sold. There are batteries that can go in those cars. So the technology is really accelerating, and I think they'll be successful at creating, you know, uh, electric vehicles that you'll shoot you across the country, maybe with one charge, and then maybe with no charge. I mean, we're going to see that happen. Right. Well, you know, one day at a time, huh? Um, that being said, let's talk and bring in some of the other names that we follow so closely. I mean, it's it's really evident that GM and Honda are working so hard on this. But, you know, we saw Hertz announcing it's buying 65,000 EVs from Polestar. Um, Tesla's always front and center. Let's talk about some of the other names here. Where, where do you want to start and what names in the space do you like? You know, um, I like, you know, a lot of people have been uh, critical of Tesla's valuation. And from the beginning, you know, uh, Carnivore Training has said, you know, Tesla's not, it's not about cars. You can't value it that way. I mean, they're a solar company. They're a technology company. They're a data company. Um, I think Tesla is 10 years ahead of everybody. And I think that, you know, the recent uh, thing that you saw that Elon did uh, with, with Twitter, I mean, we've come to expect the unexpected from Elon, but, um, you know, 
he's he's way out in front. I think if he wants a particular market in the electric vehicle market, he will be able to get it. So if he decides that I'm going to leave the low end of the market to GM and to others, then I'm going to go ahead and leave that to them. Um, if he decides that he wants a piece or all of that market or most of it, I think he has the capability to get it. So what, what, there's a reason why Tesla is Tesla. There's a reason why its uh, stock is where it's at. And um, a lot of it is, is that people don't expect Elon to be able to step up and do what he does. The man solves problems. The man doesn't solve small problems. He's solving physics problems out there, and that's that's a that's a different kind of guy. Yeah, I'm just looking at um, some of the numbers here, the production and delivery numbers of, you know, we know that the S and the X are are less, you know, less overall, right? Fourteen thousand versus nearly three hundred thousand for the three and the Y, and that's the big picture. We know what sells for Tesla. And of course, Elon Musk knows what his bread and butter is. Um, I'd love to get away from Tesla a little bit because so many people often write to me on Twitter and say, you know, you talk so much about Tesla. And it's it's not that, I, you know, I can't help it. This is what people talk about. Someone like yourself, Dutch, comes on and says, look, you know, I think Elon Musk is ahead of the game. I think that they have the ability to continue to yep. grow. Uh, but there, but they are others that are giving them some competition in China or Asia, for example. Uh, there are other names that are on your radar, Dutch. Yeah. Well, the name that we own is Neo, and we bought it two days oh, yeah. ago, and and we're adding to it uh, as it moves up in our inimitable style. So when we take a position, we'll take a reasonable size position in our portfolio, and then if we get confirmation in the direction of the stock. We'll begin to add to it just about every point that it moves. So Neo is in that space. I think the 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 bigger story here um, is that you know we basically shorted the Nasdaq uh, this morning. Um, we went with the S right. with the SQQQ. Um, we shorted it uh, fairly quickly after the open. Uh, we sold our technology stocks for the most part. Um, and we are long uh, food and agriculture. We're long ADM and MGPI. Those are two stocks that we like. Um, Russia two days ago came out and said that they are no longer going to ship vital food and, and other products to anybody they consider to be an enemy. And so for those of you watching, in, in case you've been living under a rock, um, we are the enemy and so is Europe. So they're not going to be shipping a lot of very important things to us. And so MGPI, uh, you know, ADM, uh, we've got some others that we like in that space that the carnivore uh, platform has been buying. But, you know, there's going to be a major uh, dis disruption in food. And U.S.-based producers of food and agricultural products are going to be big, big winners in our opinion. And I think, you know, Nicole, if you had to look at carnivore and say, what are they really best at? Um, you know, we're the we're probably the best on the street at picking the sectors that are going to move mm. next. And so we made wow. the ag move uh, yesterday and today. And that's the first time we've moved mm. into it in a heavy way. So um, I think that's that's a big part of, of the story. And, and, and what goes along with that, Nicole, is 
um, the end of globalism uh, as we know it, the global economy for the last 30, 40 years has been built on everybody trading with everybody else in sort of a free market or a fair market manner. And now we're beginning to see that Russia's gonna take care of Russia and Russia's friends. China's right, gonna take right. care of China and its friends. Yeah. And so, you know, we need to understand that the United States needs to produce yeah. uh, low cost products and oil and, and things here. Okay, all right, we have to leave it right there. Dutch, I love our conversations. Thank you very, very much. And you know, a good call shorting those triple Qs today, um, getting out of tech at least for today because we're seeing you know, a down almost 2%. Dutch Masters, nice yeah. to see you, founder of Carnivore Trading. Always nice to have you on the show, a great conversation. Thank you, Nicole, thank, thank you so much.